Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, October 14th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello, all. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're excited to jump into our discussion, but before we get to that, let us begin with a prayer from John McDuff. Let us pray. Shine upon my ways. May I this day get nearer heaven. May I feel at its close that I have done something for God, something to promote the great end for which existence was given me. For the glory of thy holy name, amen. Amen. Our scripture passage comes from 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Listen for a word from God. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Brett, it is time for our fun question. So here it is. If you had to pick what kind of plant, flower, or tree would you want planted on your grave? There's just so many many different plants and flowers that I love. Uh, But I think that specifically i think there's few um more beautiful trees than a japanese maple and i just think that that would be really spectacular to uh have a japanese maple growing over my grave great you You can have the one in my front yard (laughs) you don't (laughs) you don't like it uh i so my my short answer is i feel like anything that's on my grave should be dead after all the plants i've killed in my life (laughs) Um, but, um, uh, interesting fact though, every house we've owned has had a Japanese maple in the front yard. Really? Yeah. We were gifted one for our first house. Oh, I remember we you took saying. it to the second and then we moved here and what do you know? There was one there. <laughs> if I had to pick, I think my favorite flowers are hydrangeas and dahlias. Mm. Um, hydrangeas might be appropriate because they br- bloom for such a small period of time, much yeah. like me. <laughs> I like the metaphor of it. <laughs> That's really funny. okay. I, uh, I I asked Allie this question, and then my original snarky answer was like, "I want a plant that's really hard to make live wherever I'm buried, so that it has to die again, and then people feel bad again." <laughs> like, like I, I want to be buried in Montana, but I want an orange tree on my grave. <laughs> like, that's a lot of machinations that went through your mind to think. <laughs> Actually, I'm such a Southern girl. We should probably put kudzu on my grave. Yeah, kudzu, an invasive <laughs> species. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our passage today from First John, it mentions what we talked about a lot on Monday—that mm-hmm. the commandments aren't burdensome. 
But I know that we as Americans who value our freedom so very much often feel that laws are indeed binding or burdensome. So how do you think that maybe God's commandments, God's mitzvahs, are different from how we think of magisterial laws? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is an important distinction for us to draw in our own culture because I think it was an important distinction that the uh, that early Christians had to draw in their own culture of the laws that were laid out. I looked up the Greek word. Let's see if I can find it. Um, yeah, in, in Tehran, the in Tehran, the, the word for commandments uh, in, in Greek and, and then mitzvah, as, as we talk about in Hebrew, these laws, these commandments, even if they were given uh, from Rome, given from Babylon, the belief was that those were given from a higher power, that there was a sacred authority about these laws, even if they were magisterial in nature. And so for Christians to commit to uh, God's mitzvah, uh, God's laws, God's commandments, it's, it's very uh, countercultural because they're choosing to say that this is the highest law, the laws that God has called me to, to love and to give grace, these, these laws that God has called me to uh, enact justice and give mercy this is higher. Uh, this is the ultimate law that, that God has gifted me. Um, what do you think? Well, I think first of all, um, you know, the beauty of the mitzvahs in the old Testament is that they're created for the good of the people. And when I say the people, I mean, as a group now in our best civic tradition, laws are also created for the good of the people. Mm -hmm. um, but we're all flawed and not all laws end up that way. But I do think on the whole, um, laws are created in order that we might live and honor each other. And that comes from God. So I, I really don't see anything that compels me to um, go against the law of God in the way we are living and where we are now. Um, for me, that's the ultimate test, right? Do the laws of our state go against what God requires of us? Mm. Um, and it's not perfect. And we're negotiating and giving a little at all times. But mm -hmm. I do think that's, they both have the same aim. It is only that God gets it perfectly. How's yeah. that? That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think it's, a, it's a, I think it's an accurate and charitable way to, to view these um, conflicting powers. And, and, you know, we've, we've, you've set up, I know you, you've set up our, our next sermon series talking about um, the kingdom of God. Uh, and it, and it's this idea that we are first, you know, citizen, we are citizens of the United States. We are citizens of whatever country we reside in. We are registered political uh, parties that have different opinions on what is best for humankind in, term, in terms of laws. Uh, but ultimately, we know that God's laws and God's commandments supersede all of those. And those laws really, truly uh, have, have the best, the, the true best uh, in mind for us as humans. 
You know, I do not believe that any one political party or even any one person gets it all right. But I do believe that part of the pain of the divisiveness in our nation right now is that it doesn't feel like we're looking out for each other. It mm -hmm. just feels so darn fractured mm -hmm. on every side. Mm -hmm. um, and the, you know, we're asked to live in the unity of Christ. And that means there's a lot of people I don't like, but I have to love every one of them. Mm -hmm. It's a command. It's a command. It's it's a very, very important command that in my own sinfulness, I really tried to rebel against. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Even, you know, on Monday we talked about how, you know, maybe at the time we didn't understand how the the restriction or the law was good for us at that moment. And as we grew up, we could look back. Even right now, I can see that that's good for me in this moment, but still in yeah. my heart of hearts, I want to rebel against that with everything in me. <laughs> we had a great discussion in Sunday school this past Sunday about what does that mean that you don't have to like someone, but you have to love them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we came down on is that loving is actually an action. Mm. Doesn't have much of anything to do with how you feel. Um, nowhere in scripture does, you know, God say to Moses, now, if they're feeling like it, they should not commit adultery. And you know what I mean? It's always, it's an ethic, a way you live your life and the way you feel about it just doesn't have much to do with it. It, it really pushes back of, I mean, I have, I have a lot of friends and I think it's, it's especially prevalent in my generation um, that, you know, feelings are fact. Uh, and yeah. So, and so it, 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 I think very importantly challenges that idea um, that, that needs to be challenged. And I actually think living in a way where my feelings are always fact is much harder. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can't tell you how often my feelings are wrong in a way or that my feelings don't lead me to living a loving, productive life. So I understand that inclination. Everybody has it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it helps me to remember that it's also not necessarily the best. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that takes us into uh, our quote well, and it's another one of our favorite uh, reformed theologians. It's a quote from Karl Barth. He says, Jesus does not give recipes that show the way to God as other teachers of religion do. He himself is the way. Yes. Amen. Thank you all for joining us today. Remember to subscribe to the channel so you know when new episodes will go out and make sure to share them with your friends. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.